This is Luptropolis. Luptropolis. Art, business, physics, writing, stories, achieving your full potential. This is Luptropolis. Luptropolis. In this episode of Luptropolis, do we make things harder for ourselves? Do we procrastinate? I don't like that word. Do you find yourself postponing, stalling, hesitating, dragging, delaying things you know you should be doing to achieve a goal? You don't do them? There are two ways, two ways for doing everything, everything. This morning, Taye, my five-year-old son, woke up early and he was ready to play with me. He wanted me to get out of bed immediately. Now, this right very moment. But wanted to keep sleeping. But he wanted me to play. So he started to tap me to wake me up and then to try to push me out of bed. And then, all of a sudden, he stopped. And for the very first time, he said, get out of bed or do you want to learn the hard way? The hard way. I broke up laughing. Inside, I was actually having two very different conversations. One, where did he get that from? And second, how great that at age five, he knows and he can articulate that there are at least two ways for everything. The easy way and the hard way. He actually seemed to know the difference of the easy way and the hard way. I only knew the hard way while growing up, pretty much all the way to adulthood. My parents and other family always emphasized you had to work hard to get anywhere. You had to work hard to accomplish anything. So to me, if I had to work hard, that was a good thing. If I had to not work hard, if it was easy at doing something, then it meant that I was gonna go nowhere had to work hard because that was the only way to get anything done. If it was easy, it wasn't good. There was some sort of trick in there. I don't think I realized much of an easy way until working at MTV, producing hundreds of promo spots and branding spots to go on the air each year. Working at MTV, figuring out how to delegate and how to only think and then direct others, that was a game changer. You could say that that was my first time experiencing the easy way. That meant that I didn't do much of the hard work of animating and shooting and mixing it with animation all by myself, which is a lot of work. I did the thinking, the figuring out, the creating, the art directing, and then I hired teams to execute while I directed each project. Doing that to me more like the easy way and at the beginning, it felt wrong. My co-workers didn't look at me in a good way because I had managed to actually work only eight hours a day while they were there nights and weekends. Even though it felt wrong to be living on a regular hour each day, I was producing a lot of spots, good material, so no one told me anything about me leaving by 6 p.m. every day. I figured out doing just thinking and the art directing and then delegating the execution was the best use of my talents and time. I was very good at producing and directing large amounts of content if I didn't do the hard work of animating all by myself. My boss at the time 
pointed that, pointed that out in an annual review, and I wasn't sure at the time if he thought doing it the easy way was a good thing or a bad thing for him. I couldn't articulate what I was doing exactly either, so I didn't ask, and I just knew that I had discovered another way to do everything, and I thought I was going in the right direction to something. I didn't know to what yet. I just knew that it felt very uncomfortable, but I decided to keep working that way because my work product, my results were so much better. I had read a book called Thinking for a Living, and I had been since then trying to figure out how to get to that point. I could think for a living. Think for a People living. People doing think that seem to have a lot of success. Seem to be fun. That's when I realized the hard way of animating the spot myself was giving me worse results in my work product and it would keep me stagnant in my career. At that moment, I figured out that the hard way of animating the spots by myself was giving me worse results in my work product. I could only animate a small amount of spots, so I couldn't produce a big amount, and it would keep me stagnant in my career. At that moment, I figured out to start looking at my results of how many spots I had produced, their quality and the ratings of the shows I was promoting. I knew that doing things in this new easy way was uncomfortable. It was stretching me on doing things for the very first time. I wasn't sure I was doing right, but I decided to stick with it. Sometimes when it comes to that moment of stretching yourself, I mean doing new things in a new way while feeling uncomfortable, sometimes you stop. Stop. You retreat. Stop. Retreat. Okay. Don't keep going because it's too scary. And if you set a goal for yourself and while you are attempting to accomplish it, it gets scary, you feel uneasy. What happens is that you don't keep going. How do you retreat? Do you stop? You start procrastinating. You start telling yourself excuses. You start delaying doing what you have to do. You start hesitating at decisions you stole. You don't even know you're doing it. You start believing your own excuses. And on top of it, if you're surrounded by people that don't know that you're stopping or retreating, then they believe your excuses for not getting closer to achieve your goal too. And then it's really hard to get out of that process. And what you're really doing then is to making it harder for yourself to grow, to achieve your goal, to move forward or upwards in your career. You're choosing doing things the hard way and the worst part is that you're not really fully conscious of it. For example, last week I had to choose and send my editor 15 stories for a book proposal I'm working on. I've been procrastinating doing that, avoiding it, putting all kinds of excuses. I have to do this other thing first. I am too tired. I didn't sleep well. I have to attend that other meeting. Why? Because if I don't publish the book, then I stay where I am. I don't have to feel uncomfortable. But if I finish the book proposal and then literary agent says, I dig it, and then the publisher buys it, and then I'm gonna have to feel very, very uncomfortable. And I'm going to have to have my stories read and criticized by all those strangers that will say, I hate them, I love them, I don't give a damn about them, or whatever it is. I will have to read that. I will have to listen to that. I will have to see that. And most important of all, I will have to be out there 
visible for everybody with my stories, my storybook, my writing, showing myself, being visible. And if you didn't listen to the previous episodes, my safety mechanism for life is to be invisible. This is because of my history of growing up in a dictatorship and in a very anti-Semitic country, being called Jew mother effort many times, having always an accent and from moving a lot around the country and being always a new person in the school, etc., etc. Now, publishing a book of my stories that I have written that show me that's the opposite of being invisible. That is being there in plain sight. And what happens when you are there in plain sight? You get judged. And being judged is uncomfortable. So what did I do last week? I didn't finish picking the 15 stories. Well, I ended up picking them. But I put every excuse under the sun to not do what was going to make me grow. Procrastinating makes me choose the hard way. The hard way is when you don't do what you need to do and you put excuses that you believe and make others believe. And you find yourself saying, I can't do that because. I gotta do it like this because. And after that because, that's where the story comes. That, that's where the excuse starts. I'm not saying that the easy way is easy but it's definitely easier than the hard way gets the results that you want. The easy way is probably the way others will criticize, they will look at you in a bad way. Easy way will always feel uncomfortable at first. Last week, when I found myself procrastinating, after I realized that I was procrastinating, it's not that easy to figure that out because you're telling the stories that you believe to yourself. When I realized that I was actually procrastinating, then I had a thought. I thought, you know what? I have too much free time. I could be accomplishing so much more. If you have time to procrastinate, you have way too much time. I only found out really the easy way going to real life business school while building the business of helping entrepreneurs. In 2011, when I had nothing and I aspired to be broke, and I was at the very beginning of realizing, let's stop doing this the hard way and let's find an easy way. At that point, I was in a rush. I was going and going and going and going. I was in a roller coaster of doing and going. And when you are like that, when you are in the roller coaster, there is no time to be scared. There is no time to procrastinate. There is no time to screw around. There is no time to let your subconscious do anything. You just gotta go. You achieve a, a level of growth of business success and then you realize you are now in a marathon. You left the roller coaster and now this is a marathon. Now I need to live, eat and drink like an athlete. I need to be able to withstand this marathon all the way. That's when you grow your team, you take time to rest, you have vacations, you have me time and you do all that so you can have the stamina to keep going. And then you achieve another milestone of finally having your business work for you. You don't work for your business anymore. Now your business works for you. At that moment, that's when you have time to screw it all up again. At that moment, that's when you have time to procrastinate, to stall, to have excuses. We see this with our business owner clients a lot. 
they come to us full of excuses then they get into the program and they learn to stop making excuses and to start doing the work and they get into the roller coaster phase then they move on to the marathon phase and then that's when they freak out even in a bigger way than before because now they have time and money to actually freak out and many of them leave the program and stop at that moment because they can't handle it they do decide to go the hard way and others decide to to do something about it and get help and get to the next phase that i call me scalable scalable that's when you can have a business that works for you or even multiple businesses that work for you and now you have time to retire or do philanthropy or like me start a new business so even now i'm in this new phase of me scalable where I have a business that works for me and I have the time to develop the countdown stories. This is when I find myself choosing the hard way because the easy way is too scary because it's uncomfortable. The hard way takes you to the same results or to a very slow growth, incremental growth. The easy way takes you to quantum leaps. That's when you have a breakthrough that propels you to a completely different level, skipping many levels. I find it amazing that Taye, my son at age five, is already aware that there are two ways, two ways of doing everything. Everything. Even if it's at his level of understanding, at least he knows those two ways exist. I didn't know that until adulthood. This morning, the easy way for him was that I would just jump out of bed right there and go play with him immediately. And his hard way was going to jump on my head until I got up. I think that is a great visual way to think about it. Jump out of bed, quantum leap. Jump on my head, the hard way. And I'm gonna leave you now with a question. Do you find yourself taking the hard way or the easy way? This is Alejandra Leibovich. Until the next episode of Lutropolis. Lutropolis.